0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 4, and we're going to continue with Strong in Faith. This is the interesting thing about faith, and a lot of believers... Um, as they develop in the Lord, they get to the place of understanding this more and more. So if you're young in the Lord, uh, this could be, if you're not careful, in the understanding and subject of faith, a place of frustration. Um, And so I'm believing God that you'll gain understanding as we look at this passage and look at Abraham and look at Sarah and what they believed God for and received out of his grace by faith, Um, I believe that there are principles, well I know there are, it was written for our examples, but there are principles here that will help your thinking. Um, So much of the Christian life is affected by thoughts and feelings and people don't realize it because many times we are, as believers, so conditioned to natural thinking that we miss spiritual thinking. This is something we talked about in leadership before the service, but it's uh, today, we need to set our mind on what? things above, right? Well, that, how many know this, that setting your mind on things above doesn't just come naturally? Otherwise, you wouldn't be told to set. Right? You wouldn't be told to set your mind there if it just happened fluidly. Now, there is no sense as a believer in frustrating yourself in thinking I wish it would be that way. Well, I just wish it, would, it was easier. Stop that. Listen, look at me. It's not going to be. Until Christ returns, or you go there. Until then, you are in a fight of faith. Okay, here's a scripture that most people don't have on their fridge. <laughs> and if you put it on yours kudos to you. Endure hardness as a a good soldier, right? How do you do that? By faith. Now Faith expects the manifestation. But what else do we know from the epistles? Faith expects the fight. In which of the epistles did the authors write by the Holy Spirit, if you really get a hold of faith, you'll never have a problem again. And yet, the church still in their natural thinking, is wishing the problems would go away. Now hear me. Mountains don't go into the sea by wishbone. Right? They go in by faith. The Lord said what? He said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you, right? If there's a mountain in front of you, Declare out of your heart and faith. Command the mountain to be what? Lifted up and... By faith, right? He said, as long as you believe with your heart and you believe what you... It will be done. Okay? So... Everybody... Everybody... Everybody loves the promise. Few will fight the fight. But I'm looking at fighters. Oh, you better agree. I'm going to come sit next to you. I got a Holy Ghost hot shot. I will cattle prod you. <laughs> say it with me say, I am. A believer. The level of strength that we walk in is determined by us. Not because we gave ourselves the strength, but because our free will has to be in active cooperation with the strength that's already been placed in us. Amen? Okay, so we don't ever quit, we don't ever roll over. We don't ever back up. I like what Keith Moore said. He said, if you, are, uh, if you, are, you have two black eyes and a busted lip, and it's the you know, 12th round of the fight, and you're hanging on the ropes, and it looks like you're dead in the water, and the enemy has already won, and it's just one final blow. He said, with your last breath, you declare, I'm the victor in Jesus' name. Why? Because most people's faith is in their circumstance and their feeling. It's not in their God. In, in, can, I, can I just let me let me help you with this? And I know I haven't gotten into the scriptures yet on this, but but I want to encourage you with this. At which at which point in all the descriptions of the faith victories that we see in Hebrews 11 were the circumstances in favor of those who received from God. They never were. Guys, it's the essence of faith. All right, guys, we're going to go take Jericho. Grab your trumpets. It doesn't make sense. It makes faith. What are we going to do? What are do they? Do? What are they trusting? What are you trusting in if you're walking around giant walls that they chariot race on with horns? Where is your faith? It has to be in God, because it certainly isn't. you know, you don't see Joshua like, "Well, this is a horn. Well, I guess we could hit the wall. I'll put it to you like this. At a teacher at Ramah, Doug Jones. He said this, God will always give you a toothpick against a wall. We're at the Red Sea. Moses, what do you have in your hand? A stick. Don't worry, guys. We're all coming out. I got this stick. I know you're getting it. You say, how? Joy. We are in the joy of faith. Right? How are you going to come through this whole situation? God's moving. And I'm going to see it soon. Or you can become the people that die in the wilderness. The it's not fair people. You guys all read about the it's not fair clan? Right? <gasps> Moses, he brought us out here to die. Is that the promise? People say, well, I haven't seen the full promise yet. Then your faith's not done. People say, well, how long do I have to stand in faith? (laughs) Oh, Jesus, the answer is so simple. But your mind is in a carnal place if you're asking that question. Until you see what you believe, right? Well, preacher, when are you going to be done believing? When I see and then let me help you with something. After I see that, God will give me another promise and I'll go right back into faith mode. And I'll never be done until I'm done breathing. I'll never be done until I get my chest across the break in the tape. Until I see what's laid up for me in heaven, the crown of righteousness. Come on. Like Paul did, like Enoch did, Sean was, and then he wasn't, for the Lord took him. Why? Because I completed my course. I finished my race. I ran the whole gamut. I didn't quit. Now watch, Romans chapter 4, verse number 17. We've looked at this before. We're going to look at it again. i like, Lord, I want to move on. He said, you need to slow down, Sean. Okay, we're slowing down. So let's look at it again. Verse 17, and this is talking about Abraham and Sarah, and specifically Abraham right here, what God said to him. He said, as it is written, I have made you, what? The father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he, what? Believed. So God, made, God was able to make him the father of many nations because first he believed. The natural didn't come first, the spiritual came first. And then the natural changed, Amen. All right, he said he believed God who gives life to the... Okay, so is the natural situation good in this case? No. But does it matter? No. Why? Because the promise is going to change the natural situation through the faith of Abraham. Now watch. The promise is going to change your and my natural situation through our faith. It is working right now. You can't even see it. There are things coming into line right now because of the worship time and the declarations of faith that we've made. And we're walking and we don't even see it. We're about to hit it smack dab. We're about to have an intersection collision. Amen. Amen. You're going to be bumping along, walking through life like you're supposed to, living holy for the Lord, doing what you're supposed to do, and all of a sudden, you're going to go, Hey! There it is, right there. And out of that, you're going to be a shining light to those around you. You're going to give glory to God, and the kingdom will continue to advance, and souls will be saved. Amen. So he says this, He said, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that what? Do not exist as though they did. Is that okay to do? Apparently it is. As long as you heard from God. Amen? Okay. Then he says this. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope. I love this. In hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. All right, let's look at that. I'm going to read it to you right now in the, uh, verse 18 in the Amplified here. He says, For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith, that he should become the father of many nations as he had promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. So for Abraham human reason for hope being gone. What does that phrase mean? That means and this is a huge essence. This is a huge reality of true biblical faith that you need to grab. True biblical faith is not resting in natural circumstances in expectation there. True biblical faith in hope, expectation is resting in God alone. So watch. Faith brings into being, the Lord said this, all things are possible to him who believes. Why? Human reason for hope Human reason for expectation. Human logic. Natural thinking. Nothing tells me. The bank account says. The doctor says. My emotions say. All these things say. There is no hope. But those of faith will say. God. I expect. And that is how faith divinely interrupts the natural and brings about the word of the Lord when all the earth says, no, it can't happen. Come on. Mary, the mother of Jesus, be it unto me according to thy... We could learn a thing or two. Be it unto me, Lord, according to your, to your word. Spiritual maturity. Be it unto me according to your word, Lord. Development, hope, strength, all those things. Be it unto me according to your... In other words, human reason for being hope. Stop searching the natural. Start searching the promises. Come on. In the face of... Contrary circumstances, contrary feelings, contrary to when God says a word and the world says different, those that are of faith go with, and what do they do? They hope in faith in that word. In other words, they expect that word to come to pass in their life, even though everything over the here in, in natural hope says it'll never happen I'm hoping in faith I'm expecting in faith <laughs> do you ever notice most people don't get out of the boat especially Judas he just wants to hold your wallet <laughs> do you ever notice that Do you ever notice you'll have 75% or more of your world doubt even the believers? Now, that's a strange thing, unbelieving believers. You'll have 75% of them doubt, and the smallest percentage will actually believe with you. Makes the fight even more fighty. (laughs) Right? Makes the fight even... It's a fight, right? Do you ever notice the bulk of the Israelites doubted? But then there was Joshua and Caleb. Now, thank God the next generation. They got it. That mean, I mean, can you imagine Joshua and Caleb? They probably just hung out together. Coming over to my house? Yep. I ain't going over to those unbelievers. What are you doing this weekend? Let's talk promises. Let's talk faith. The other people are just whining about how poor a leader Moses is and blaming him, accusing him of murder. You say, murder? Yeah. Moses, you brought us out here to die. I remember when I used to eat at the flesh pots and the leeks and the onions. Yeah. And Pharaoh was your Lord. You really want to go back to that? How quickly we have to stop natural thinking. And keep it. No, I'm not going that way. I'm not going that way. I'm going to believe God. God. As long as the world turns and I'm here on the earth and I draw oxygen, I'm going to breathe and believe God. And the promises are coming to pass in my life. How about yours? Amen? So watch what he says. Abraham had no evidence in the natural or from the human standpoint that he would have a child. No natural hope. Just like the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5. What did she do? She had spent all she had... On what? Doctors. And, and grew what? Worse. And what did she do? I'm going to touch Jesus. In other words, it goes right back to what Abraham, what it said about Abraham. Her human reason for hope was what? Gone. So what did, where did she put her hope after that? In In God, right? In Christ. Now, I can see some looks on people's faces. You're going to have to decide this for yourself. You have to choose. People say, well, I wish the preacher would do it for me. Well, you wish all day long. God is individual. People can agree with you. But until you choose... In you, in you, this is where I'm going, and I will rec- I will focus on nothing else but this. That's when doors open from heaven, and things change. And watch, even with the passage of time, you don't budge. Amen. We should not put our hope or expectation in anything in this world first. Now, you put your hope in God, and then God can lead you in things. But you put Him first, right? In people or things. How many have noticed that people and things will let you down? (laughs) Right? But we can expect great things from God, right? When you have faith, there is no such thing as a hopeless situation. Everything in the natural can scream at you that there is no way you are going to get out of this one, but this is where we expect or hope in faith. All Abraham's and Sarah's expectation of this coming to pass in their life rested, or faith, or they had faith, it rested in the promise of God. Abraham is looking to God based on what God said to change his natural circumstances. This is how we obtain the promises of God. Beyond a natural hope, no ability to have children, Abraham Abraham found and Sarah found supernatural hope through the promises of God. God's word not only produces faith in us, but it but a hope for the future as well. Amen. Hebrews 11:6 says this, so you see, it is impossible to please God without what? So is it hard to do? It's impossible. Ooh, isn't that great? That's a great word. They could have used any word right there, but he used impossible. So, some of you stop performing the impossible. Get your heart in faith, amen? Get your mind in faith, get your expectation from God, and then start sharing some testimonies with us. Anyone, this is the New Living Translation, Hebrews 11, 6, Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Come on, say it with me. Say, I believe he rewards me for seeking him. See, most people really emphasize the sincerely seeking part, but they skip the reward part. You want to know Why? Because they have an unrighteous mentality. They don't believe that they deserve it. And this isn't a matter of deserving. It's a matter of receiving by grace through faith. Right? It's a matter of receiving. Well, Lord, and I do this, I pray this way. Because I, I feel totally contrary sometimes. You say, what do you mean by that? My feelings will tell me that I'm unrighteous. My thoughts will. Sometimes my actions. And I go to God and I go, Lord, you said I was righteous by your blood. And I thank you for that. And I receive forgiveness through that blood. And I pray right now as a righteous person, not based on what I feel, but based on what you said. And I pray without feeling sometimes. Why? Because it's a faith thing. It's not a feeling thing. You're learning to live in a place of expectation from God alone. And you're developing in it. Amen? So, there is only one way to seek God, and that is through faith. Watch this now, and we'll end right here. Believing in the unseen, unfelt, invisible God and His promises is what pleases God. It pleases our God to stand in the face of completely contrary circumstances to his promises and declare that the word of the Lord is coming to pass anyway. <laughs> God goes, look at him down there. They're still marching around that wall. Day five. Right? Look at that woman with the issue of the blood, issue of blood. She's just pushing right through that crowd. Come on, 2020. Look at that group of believers down there. And God's in heaven going, they got faith, let's move. Come on, he's moving right now in our lives. He's moving right now. He's moving for me. God's in heaven going, yeah, there we go. Let's do this. They'll take it. They'll take the kingdom. Take. Receive. Have. Not just in the sweet by and by. In the now and now. Amen? How many know you don't need your problem to go away once you're in heaven? It's not there. (laughs) This is your opportunity to cut the giant's head off. (laughs) Now is stop pitying yourself. Get up. Strap on your sword and fight. And people say, well, I might die. What a way to die. What a way to go. I don't know about you, but I'd rather die facing my foe than hiding in a hole. Right? I'd rather die that way. I wrote this, I, you know, I wrote this sermon in like 2004, well, maybe not, maybe eight, somewhere in there. I don't care what I feel like or what the situation looks like. I don't care what thoughts go through my mind or how much my circumstances and feelings scream at me that I'm going to remain right here. I, he's, or I said this, um, how much my circumstances and feelings scream at me I am going to remain right here on the truth and God is going to honor or reward my faith. This is exactly what we see Abraham doing in this situation. He is believing that God is and he is believing that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Our faith will manifest reward from God. Do you know what the word reward means? Payback. Look it up in the Greek. It means payback. Say it with me. Say, I receive. Payback. Listen to this. Last quote. Faith is not, not a rational way of living. But neither is it a fantasy way of living. It is not. Faith is not a rational way of living. But neither is it a fantasy way of living. How many people here, by show of hands, have had a miracle in your life that is so irrational? What are you, a bunch of fantasy people? Believe in Peter Pan or what? Fairy tales and unicorns? You bunch of weak, non-intellectual people (laughs) who just believe God anyway, even though the circumstances... Come on, you can hear the voice of the spirit of religion and the spirit of the world trying to mock you. And in the face of that, you stand up and go, I hope in God. Do what you want. Yak away. I know what happens to unbelievers and yakkers. Ooh, I can feel faith. I just... Living by faith is allowing the Word of God to inspire you to great things and then allowing the Holy Spirit to direct you down paths that lead to that place. How are you going to get there, Sean? How are you going to get through? How are you going to keep growing? How is the church going to expand with all the restrictions that could come? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, I hope in. I'm not living in fantasy. How are you going to do it? (laughs) How are you going to do it? How is that situation that you're in right now going to change? Where you have influence and you have authority. How is it going to change? How? How are you going to walk out and fulfill the fullness of what God has called you to? How are you going to walk out and fulfill and live out the promises of God in your marriage and in your family? How are you going to walk out and fulfill and walk through the situations that you're facing in your life, whether they be physical, financial, spiritual, mental, emotional, whatever they are? How are you going to do it? And this is what the world does. There's no way. There's no way. And this is what the religious spirit does. it's not fair you guys just pray beg God beg God beg God maybe God will do something and both of those you need neither you don't put any of your hope in any of them instead you shift your thinking in your fellowship with the Lord through the word and the power of the Holy Spirit and you do like Abraham did well I'm dead she's dead but God's not we're having a kid <laughs> right, And that is deep revelation right there. Because, and we haven't gotten to those verses yet, but we will. The Bible says he was as good as, and God looks down and goes, let's have kids. People say, well, the doctor said it's, it's a death sentence. Let's live another 50 years. It's not rational, but it's not fantasy either. Why? Faith. 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 Faith will look at the mountain and go, you're going into the sea. You just don't know it yet, but I'm letting you know. The mountain will yell at you, I'm here forever. And you'll say, actually, I've already seen the future. You're in the sea. You just don't know it yet. That's what faith does. (laughs) To the point where they call Jesus crazy and Paul. To the point where Paul was such a faith man. Is this your testimony? Such a faith man that he stands before kings and dignitaries and they call him, they say, you've lost your mind. Praise the Lord. Would to God that more people would lose their mind. Oof, we've opened something up here. Shift, just a shift in that thinking. To where what I hope is going into you. This is my expectation. And my prayer. Is that you will get crazy. That you will go. People will look at you and they'll go. We got to get out of here. Do you see the enemy? And you go. Mount up soldier. We're going to meet the enemy. And listen. Listen. It gets real when the circumstances look opposite. Why did Jesus pick what he picked in all the gospel stories that could have been shared? Why deal with the situations that were where Jesus, you know, out of the 12 major miracles that are individual, I think there's 12 of them that are recorded in the gospels, faith is mentioned in nine of them. The individual's faith. Somewhere in there. The numbers are close to that. Jesus. Would have. When an outsider. Come to him. Who's not even a Jew. Get deliverance. Turn around. Look at the Jews with him. And say. I haven't even found this great of faith in Israel. No. Do you think that just blessed them? I don't know about you, but at Faith Family Church, I want Jesus to walk through and go, I feel it in here. They'll believe me. They'll believe me. They'll stand in the face of completely contrary circumstances and go, Thank you, Lord, your word's coming to pass. They won't settle down and focus all their thought and emotion and everything into what they see in the natural. But they'll settle it into the spirit and into what the Lord said and have testimony after testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness. You know, some of you would actually relax if you would get out of your natural expectation. (laughs) Because it would take the pressure off of you and put it onto the Lord. And I know what's going on right now inside many heads. You're hearing truth and your heart's going yes, and then your head goes, but what about this and this and this and this? And then you hear truth and faith rises and then darkness tries to come and go, but what about this, 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 and this? And you've got to fight that off. I mean, I wish I could see, you know, into the spirit and see the thoughts that are coming and just had a fly swatter by your head and just went, "Whack!" Every, <laughs> every time one of them came by, you know, for you. But you have a sword of the spirit, so go ahead and just kill those thoughts. If you have to, when the midst, in the midst of those thoughts coming to you, if you have to, just stand up in the middle of it or declare out loud, either loud if you're by yourself or if you're around a bunch of people, say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have that. It's not what the Lord said. Or if you really want to freak the people out you're with, just go, oh, that's stupid. And they're going to look at you and go, what? what? You know, because they might be insecure because they don't know what's going on. Oh, you say, oh, oh, sorry. The devil just tried to feed me a thought. Just like that. Yeah, I know what you think, devil. I know, I know, yeah. You're constantly yakking. You must get tired of listening to yourself. Because I know I do. (laughs) But I'm going to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And I'm going to hope in God. Let's stand I'm going to hope in God, not in man, not in systems. I'm not saying you can't go to the doctor. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying you put your hope in God, what, first. First. First you believe God. First. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, you're so faithful to us. Your word is so good. We receive the transforming thoughts, the transforming nature of the power of the word of God, and we thank you that it's working in our minds right now, aligning and transforming our minds in line with our spirits that already possess the nature of God. And Lord, so we purposely put to death the deeds of the flesh. We make no provision for the flesh, and we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only through our attitudes and our ways, but, Lord, through our words specifically. And we agree with your words to us. We put our hope in you, Lord, not in natural things. And we thank you in advance. Lord, first of all, and we can do this, we thank you for everything you've done up to this point in our lives. Thank you for teaching us, thank you for growing us, thank you for every faith victory that we've had, thank you for every mercy you've shown, every compassion that you've shown where we were too young to know the difference, but Lord, we believe you and are expecting and thanking you in advance for every victory that's manifesting shortly in our current situations And we thank you that we're growing and developing, more importantly, Lord, in our spiritual maturity in Christ. Lord, we do, we declare, we hope in you, and we put no hope in the natural. We thank you that our hope in you changes our natural circumstances. We believe you for it, we thank you for it.